You can have style and quality with Country Auto's Havel. Or have the complete opposite with JB. JB for breakfast. For Country Auto's Havel. It's New Car Thinking 92.9. Snake, 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 them. Haven't had a Don't Trust Snake for a little while. I haven't had anyone actually, like, say, hey, I haven't heard this for a while because I think, you know, people are petrified both snakes in physical form and hearing them through the radio as well. So I thought we couldn't clock off 2020 without a snake story and we got one from over the weekend. Where, where is this one from? Jim Boomba. I think that's in Queensland. Oh, I was like, I'm so confused. Is that a person called Jim? I was like, is that a person and why are you saying it like that? Jim Boomer School. Um, Oh, at a school? Yeah, at a school. No, that's my worst nightmare. Uh, The students there were not the only ones keen to visit the tuck shop for lunch when a red belly black snake slithered in. Oh, they're dangerous too. That's not my line too. Thanks for that. Brisbane Times, okay. they wrote that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, look at them trying to act like he's just trying to get food. Yeah. Whatever. This is crazy. Some uh, some people, volunteers at the Hills International College Tuck Shop were expected, uh, were expecting... This is the last thing they were expecting to be greeted by as the snake was spotted underneath the cash register oh. when they are about to put some cash in there oh, on no. Friday. Oh, no, because that's know? where your hands are going yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. No, I hate that. <sighs> I hate it. It was the second snake in two days that had found itself into the school as well. They were called in there on Thursday after a brown snake made its way into the phone room on Thursday. Must be a bit of a bush school. It was tangled up in the phone lines and all the like cable mess uh, and all of that. Like I saw the photo. Get cables in order, there's, people. There's all the blue cable and white phone cable and all that. And there's amongst all that just this brown snake just like knotted up in it all. Wow. Just, getting that out too would be horrendous. Yeah. Because it would be knotted up in all the cables. I mean, as per usual, don't do it yourself, people. Call a professional. No, that's exactly what they did. They called in the professionals. Norman, the snake catcher, he was on the scene. He said that he touched it with the hook and the snake sprung from one end of the room to the other and then we grabbed it. It was great teamwork. Look at that, teamwork. So it's Norman... And his sidekick then. Yeah, that's mm. it. Yeah, Norman and Mrs. Hill. Sally Hill is her name. There you go. They're a husband and wife snake catching team. Good on them. Hopefully they are matching outfits of like superheroes. That's Obviously. What I I'm feeling like a Russell <laughs> Russell Coit vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then afterwards the- he looks straight at the camera, breaks the fourth <laughs> wall and he goes... All right, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. There we go. Don't trust snakes. One hanging out near the cash register in the tuck shop, you know, wanting some salt and vinegar chips, you know, a pie. It was a hold-up. Cake. (laughs) Operated by the snake. It was. (laughs) And then another one just trying to make a a call. 724, that is... Snake. 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 Them. Our Centerpoint Tamworth match and win. Your chance to win a share in $2,500 worth of Centerpoint cash to spend up this festive season. If you would love to play, I'd love to hear from you. 676 Give me a call right now. Match the cash amounts and win the cash. 
All thanks to Centrepoint Tamworth, 676 Newcastle thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For country autos, Havel, it's Newcastle thinking. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. That's kind of got a like a, a Billie Eilish vibe to it, I think. I won't do that impersonation again. I did that a couple of weeks ago, and we got nothing but complaints once I got off air, so I'm not going to do it. All right, fine. You want me to do it? No, it's fine. You sure? You can, I can. Let's, let's move along to the next item on the agenda. Everything I wanted. There you go. Yeah, I think we'd it's rather a real Billie Eilish I'm going to... <laughs> Duh. Me and everyone else. Thanks very much. Hey, have you heard the saying, no glass, no class? No, I haven't ever heard that. Apparently, people in the wine industry and they hang around the winos. Oh, right, I get it. They throw that one around (laughs) apparently. And that's really come to a forefront in the last couple of weeks with wine in a can. I was going to say... Is this like against a goon sack? Because <laughs> I can guarantee you everyone that's worked in the wine industry has at least one time drunk from yeah, a goon. I bet you. Surely they have. I bet <laughs> you a couple of the winos out there, I guarantee you a couple of the wine critics out there, they'd have their favourite goon. I'm sure they would. Mm. Guaranteed. Yeah. Doubles as a pillow. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> they've probably, probably got their own, like, Goon that's got the most comfortable pillow when blown yes. up after. The you double know? rating. So this has been big in the last like year or so. Wine in a can. They've got canned wine now. Apparently it's massive in the US, UK and Australia. We're the three leading markets. Apparently the main drivers for canned wine are portability, convenience and sustainability. That's very important for young consumers too, apparently. Apparently it keeps down the lower carbon footprint than glass bottles having well, it from yeah, a can. because the coloured glass, which mm. most wine bottles are, yep. can't be recycled. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a, oh. lot, it's a lot more difficult to recycle than the clear glass and there's only some places that do it. Wow, okay. So uh, the, with beer bottles as well, I'm just thinking Corona... This is the yeah, one time that do. we like Corona this year. <laughs> That's a clear bottle. They we do can, get recycled, yeah. but it's a lot more it's difficult hard. to yeah, recycle. Right. Yeah. It takes more power and energy to recycle the coloured glass, so yeah. that's not good either. When I worked on a cruise ship, we yep. used to separate glass by colour. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow. Okay. You said separate glass by colour? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, the uh, other things with the, uh, the wine in a can is that... Apparently, it tastes very different as well. One of those wine expert guys, this fella called Chris Marchant, he said that if you w- drink wine from a glass and you, uh, you drink it from a glass with a big sip lip on it, this is his words, not mine, the wine uh, hits that and then bounces over it and lands further back on your tongue, on your palate... And that is uh, very similar to when drinking it out of a tin, it misses the front of your tongue, thus affecting the taste. All right, Chris. I bet you he's someone who won't drink like a screw top bottle either. <laughs> no. He's like, no. corks only, baby, yeah, corks that's, only. <laughs> that's a guarantee. No. D- darling, did you bring... Did you really bring this screw top wine again? Really? He's probably I told you. He's probably air raiding 
is why, like, gets a $10 yeah. bottle of Yellowtail. It's like, well, we just, if we aerate it, it'll be better. <laughs> All right, mate, decanted. drink the wine. Drink decanted. the wine. Decant the can. Yeah. See? Maybe that's what you need to do to a can is that pour it out afterwards. No. You, you like wine. You drink. You'd have no dramas drinking it out of a tin. You don't care. Um, I have tried it before. Yeah. I didn't really notice. I mean, I noticed a difference in quality, but I think it was more to do with yeah. the brand than it was to do with, yeah. um, yeah. like what container it was yeah. in. Yeah. I totally agree with the portability. It's like so great for a picnic or something yeah. like that. Yep. Really easy. You're not going to like, you know, worry about a bottle and also less judgy. If you bring a whole bottle somewhere, people look at you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like at our Christmas party on Saturday night. <laughs> hey, come on, that wasn't me. No, that, I know. That was bloody Dunny. 16 past seven, don't trust snakes. We got one of them. We couldn't go out with 2020 without a good snake story. We got one involving a snake in a school canteen. Another what? another item you can avoid having at a picnic. <laughs> yeah, very true. We'll check that out after this. You can have style and quality with Country Autos Havel or have the complete opposite with JB. JB for breakfast for Country Autos Havel. It's New Car Thinking 92.9. Debbie Rivers, the dating and relationship expert, joins me for a chat. Debbie, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Not a drama at all. This was really surprising, wasn't it? Off the back of COVID, the stats say, the survey says that if you had a good relationship before COVID, you came out the other side good. If you had a bad relationship before COVID, you came out the other side bad. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct, which was surprising because in China, the um, the lines for the divorce courts at the end of COVID were longer than any other line. So, yeah, it was surprising that it didn't make that much of a difference to relationships, but yeah. with one exception. Oh, yeah. what was the exception? Well, the exception was what they found is that, you know, stress seems to spill over into relationships in life. I mean, that, that's yeah. no surprise. Yeah. But they find that when we have this huge, big, stressful event, mm. it's not. It's actually better for our relationship. So instead of, you know, blaming our partner for not putting out the rubbish, we can blame the pandemic for it. So yeah. it actually is the one thing that improved your relationship, which was great. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's, uh, there you go. That's very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what th- there's a bit of a risk that comes from all of this now that we're going back to some sort of normality. I think they're calling it the post-COVID normal, the new normal. Uh, what's that? Well, what they say is, so we, we tend to say little stresses we can deal with, the major ones we can deal with. The moderate normal everyday stress is where you get back into dangerous you know, situations. Yeah. Yeah. So no longer can we blame the pandemic mm. <laughs> because our partner didn't put out the rubbish. We're kind of left with, with what it is and some of that stress you know, spilling over into our relationships, especially in the lead up to Christmas. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, Christmas usually in a normal year is a relatively stressful time, do you find, for relationships anyway? Absolutely. So you've got that and then, yeah. you know, the post-COVID hangover. So we've no longer got this big stress, but we've got all these moderate stresses, which, you know, then you get into these behaviours that aren't very good for your relationship. So, you know, I could, I could probably give some tips to how to deal with those so the stress doesn't get to you at this time. Well, yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask you, that was, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going <laughs> to say, what, what about the tips to make things better? Well, look, I, you know, a couple 
couple of ones that are really good. I don't know if you've watched the movie Fifty First Dates with Drew Barrymore. Mm. Yeah, a uh, long time ago. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. So she had a brain injury. So every morning she woke up and she forgot what happened the day before. Doing that in your relationships, you know, see your partner through fresh eyes every day rather than being angry about them for what they did wrong yesterday is a really good tip. Yeah. The other thing that I would say is there's four types of communication that they reckon are the horse of, of the, the horsemen of the apocalypse. So they're the types of communication that aren't great for us. So one of them is, you know, blame. One of them's criticism, stonewalling and contempt. So we tend to get, when we're stressed, really critical of our partner. And if you can, you know, kind of put that out of the window and... Be how you were in COVID. Like, have something. Don't blame them for those little stresses. Be a bit more understanding. Mm. Your relationship will be stronger. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Very good. It's always easier said than done. <laughs> oh, it, it is. Especially, I don't know, expectations too are the root of all heartache. Yes, they? So yes. If, you're, if you're, your partner hasn't cleaned the barbecue before Christmas or they haven't done the shopping, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes having a, a commu- you know, having a talk. <laughs> to deal with those expectations rather than getting angry that they didn't do what you thought they should have done. Yeah, yeah. No, very true. But back to the earlier thing um, that you mentioned, why do you think the divorce rate went so high towards the end of it? Any reason why? Well, I reckon, I think it was more so those relationships that weren't great. Yeah, yeah. It really highlights what's yep. wrong in your relationship. You know, I think that people could easily distract themselves before COVID because you could go out, you could hang out with friends. Yes. And life can get in the way, but you were left with what was. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a wake-up call. If it's a bad relationship, you kind of go, no, I, yep. I just can't do this 20, 24-7 with someone you don't even like. Yes. Whereas, you know, for, for a lot of people, their relationships improved you know, and on the dating thing, I found that people ended up in relationships they wouldn't have before and they're really happy because of it. So, yeah, yeah I just think it highlights what's good and highlights what's bad. No, I like it. Debbie, thank you so much for the chat. Thank you and have a great uh, Christmas. I enjoyed it. You too. And I hope it's not too stressful for you. <laughs> <laughs> New car thinking is country autos. Sadly, JB thinks more about donuts, rabbits and coffee. Each to their own. For Country Autos Havel, it's New Car Thinking. This is JB for Breakfast on 92.9. Here's a light-hearted look at what's going on in the world of entertainment with The Feed. Uh, look, I think we all survived this one. I think we came out the other side of the great Google outage of 2020. Apparently overnight, all their services along with YouTube uh, crashed, according to the website Down Detector which tracks reports of major online service outages. What happens if Down Detector goes down? Does I reckon the whole world would implode on itself if a website that's all about website crashes crashed. The irony. Anyway, Down Detector, which tracks reports of major online service outages, announced that all of Google's major services shut down. This included Google Drive, Google Hangouts, I don't know too many people. Do people hang out on Google? Hang, probably during Rona they did. I've never heard too many kids so that they hang out on Google Hangout. I'll have to ask Tony. I think she's the youngest of us, like here right now anyway. 
until Maddie, our receptionist, gets in. I'll ask her if she hangs out in Google Hangouts. But anyway, that was down. YouTube was down. Although apparently YouTube was working incognito mode. But I mean, only shady people do that. You know what I mean? Gmail, Google Photos, Google Docs, they all suffered outages. And Google's office tools, including Google Map and its smart home products, also didn't work. Even Pokemon Go was down, reports indicated. Apparently, YouTube users experienced the message something went wrong, and other messages included there was an error. Fair enough. Apparently, this went down about 10.30 p.m. last night, Australian time. Uh, the UK, Russia, India, the US, Italy, Germany, and New Zealand were some of the countries uh, affected by this outage. They haven't given a lot of reason why. They haven't said a lot, provided very little detail about it. Uh, apparently, the, uh, the Bloomberg tech editor, Nate Lanox, said that the outage is notable for its pervasiveness across the whole alphabet, that's the parent company for Google, their whole portfolio. Teachers overseas complained that they couldn't continue to teach lessons while students were unable to submit final exams. And the poor old workers, they were affected by it as well, unable to access their Google Docs or use Gmail's chat function as they worked from home. I'm sure they were very saddened by that. Oh, look at that. I can't do some work. What a shame. I have to go out and do something else or watch Netflix on the couch for a little while because, I mean, Netflix was still wor working. Hallelujah. That is the feed. 6.43. This is a Fooey's now at 92.9.